Before we start this episode, just want to continue to give our thoughts to everybody that has been impacted by this coronavirus. Um, you know, we hope all your friends and family and loved ones are safe. Uh, but as well as that, just want to give a continual thanks to everybody who is out there working, supporting the communities, whether it is um, frontline workers in the medical field like doctors, nurses and other healthcare professionals, whether it is teachers who are still out there teaching students, um, you know, store workers, delivery drivers, couriers, um, and apologies if I have forgot anybody, but uh, just want to say a continual thanks to everybody that is out there and serving the greater needs of the community. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 17 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast where we'll be continuing to assess the ADP of players. And this week, we'll be looking at players that we think are overvalued based on May ADP data. So those players in a Superflex PPR startup that we think are being drafted too early, whereas last week in episode 16, we looked at players that we think were being thought, I should say, were being drafted too low. So with me this week, I have Paul. Evening. I have Mo. Giddy up. And I have Chiggs. Hey, hey. How are you doing, gents? Pretty good, man. Not too shabby. Yeah, all good. All good. I think we've all gotten used to this uh, way of living now. <laughs> so Getting too used to it. It's the new norm, I suppose. Well, I mean, Nando's is now open, so I think uh, <laughs> you're very well aware. It's, um, that's, a big, that's a big positive. Yes, I know. I, I, still, I need to thank you. I used your address to get a Nando's delivery <laughs> the other day. So, But now that I've, I've learned that the one near my home is uh, open as well, so um, I'll be using that a lot more. But that was a craving fulfilled for sure. <laughs> so, gents, we're looking at players that we think have been drafted too early, according to ADP data. So we're using the same ADP that we did for um, May... Uh, Superflex startup. So I'm going to kick off this week. And the first player I'd like to call out is Juju Smith-Schuster, whose ADP is 22 in the second round, but wide receiver six. Now, my view is I know Juju's produced. I know he's young. He's only 23. And I know he had an offseason that coincided with Big Ben not playing last year. But still, wide receiver six is extremely early and my concerns are that I don't know what Juju's future holds uh, there's rumors that he may not be with the Steelers next year uh, they've drafted Chase Claypool this year they've got Deon, uh, Deontay Johnson they've got James Washington so and there's a lot of question marks as to whether Juju can do it without an elite receiver like Antonio Brown so if I'm drafting in a startup and that's the second player I'm taking I'd be fairly concerned uh, personally, um, and I'm not sure I really like him at wide receiver six when you've got the likes of uh, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Julio, you could argue, is a bit older. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, who we discussed last week. So that, that's where I am with Juju. I just think the sixth wide receiver off the board 
um, is, is too early for me personally. Uh, but Mo, what are your thoughts on Juju going at 20 to 22nd and the wide receiver six? Um, I w- yeah, I, w- I would tend to say he's a little um, overvalued here. Um, at the same time, I think I think he does have quite a bit of upside. He's going to be the clear number one there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Ben's back. Um, I mean that that makes a that makes that's going to be a massive improvement in his numbers. My whole my whole um one one of the biggest doubt I had him last year. Last year when he was going what uh, top uh, top two rounds in the draft, I thought that was just ridiculous. Uh, he, and I mean, I guess he is still going top top two rounds, but man, I, I still don't know if he can develop into that one. Like you know, you know, he succeeded well when AB was there. AB was you know he was taking all attention from the safety. Him just being the main uh, the main producer there, I'm, I'm, it's going to be up in the air for me. So yeah, I agree with you. I think I think it's it's a risk that I wouldn't take. I would probably go with someone a little little more safe um, in my second round. And, and I would actually debate what you just said there that he's going to be the clear wide receiver one. I'm not sure it is that clear because he's not had that season with Ben where he is the alpha and he's going to get you know the best coverage. And I thought Washington and in particular Johnson both played well last year. So um, and of course with the rumors that he may maybe um, let go in free agency that they're not going to look to pay him. Uh, just a lot of uncertainty there for me. Chicks, what are your thoughts on Juju as the wide receiver six? Yeah, it feels like it's very much a youth thing, right? Based on he's twenty three, he's obviously had a a very very good season two years ago but like you guys have said you know that was a season when you had Antonio Brown taking away the best coverage on the other side of the field so and you had obviously Ben uh fully healthy so last year I think he was getting taken at the sort of one two turn it felt like is now sort of at the back end of the second according to the ADP here I think it's a touch too high I'm still I'd still like his upside like Mo says but there's enough flags there to sort of say he should probably be going somewhere for me in the sort of mid third round so yeah so there's a few guys behind him I think I'll take over him um, in a startup and I I can't trust him but you're drafting him for the for the youth and the upside there that's that's all it can be yes I'll, I'll just run through the players who are being drafted after him and won't give any spoilers as to other players coming up but we've got DJ Moore we've got Mike Evans Odell Beckham Julio AJ Brown Amari Cooper Kenny Golladay how many of those would you take before Juju I'll take Odell for sure ditto you know he he... I would probably go with another position, honestly. Uh, I, I would take Odell, but um, I would, I mean, late second round pick, I might, I might be going after a running back at this point, if not a tight end. Um, granted, these rankings, again, are not tight end premium, but I would probably go for one of the, um, I mean, isn't uh, Derek Henry's going after him? Um, you got Eckler after him. George Kittle. Uh, and considering. Oh, Kittle would be in a heartbeat. Correct. Yeah, uh, even if it's not premium, I'd be taking George yeah. Kittle for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would yeah, like, definitely. I'd be like, I'd like Juju more in a redraft because I know he's young, and you're right, you are getting him because of his age, so you're that's on your side. But I think that's less valuable when he's unproven with a 
you know, with a, a a not good quarterback, with not with Ben. If you it, it, you know, if you're going to be the sixth wide receiver, you need to be able to be a top wide receiver, irrelevant who's throwing you the ball, almost. Mm. I think okay. the problem you've got with Juju is that his value is held even after a very down season last year. The fact that he, you know, he slipped from the 1-2 turn to the back end of the second. The risk is that if he has another bad season, that value really plummets. Mm. You know, so Whereas now, if you, had, if you had Juju, you could probably get, you know, someone will still give you something valuable for him. If if he if he doesn't perform this season, I think he's probably one guy that you could really see fall off in terms of ADP. What rookie pick would you swap him for? That's a good point right there. For you taking him, it'd have to for me. It'd be a late first in the superflex because um, the players. I mean, I'd probably want all of the running backs, uh, including Acres. I'd say uh, ahead of Juju. Um, certainly, some of the certainly um, all three of the quarterbacks. I think <laughs> two, I'd want two. to have. Them. <laughs> well, but this is this is me personally. Uh, but yeah, it, if anything, it'd be a late first uh, if I really wanted him. I, I would I would give a mid first. I think if if it's just a rookie pick alone, I would give a mid first for him. Yeah, that that for me that for me feels about right. That's sort of one oh six to one oh eight sort of range. I mean, Chick just made a good point earlier. Like, if he doesn't perform this year, I mean, you're talking about a you know mid first to you know you're talking about late second, third round, ADP next year would be probably fifth, fourth, fifth round. I mean, I think I think you have more downside than upside with with Juju if you're drafting him late second round. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well. That, We've discussed Juju in a lot of detail there. Um, so move on to the next player. So, Mo, who have you gone for with your first player? Oh, one of Chig's favorite. Uh, going with Vaughn, running back, Tampa Bay. Um, I honestly, I just do not see the hype with this guy. He is presently being drafted uh, with set, uh, 72 overall, sixth round. Um, I, I honestly just do not see the hype with him. I mean, he's... You know, you know, he 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 played DC. He played well in college, but I mean, you're going to a crowded backfield, new offensive setup with with Brady. Um, he's being drafted in front of, I guess, other running backs at the, at the moment in front of Singletary. I mean, I think that's ridiculous. Um, even Montgomery, I would take Montgomery over Juan. Uh, which other? Let's see. We have um, David Johnson. I, honestly, I would take David Johnson over Vaughn. I, I mean, you have the upside with Vaughn, but I mean. Uh, the hype, I mean, just it's just it's just it's just too high. Uh, I mean, I don't see, you know, he he does, you know, he's he's in, he's he has the prime sub to be the bell cow there, but I mean, you know, he, he he's I don't I honestly didn't see. I think before before he got drafted, did anyone hear about this running back going, you know, being drafted early in the first round or, or second round for that matter? I don't think any rookie drafts, I, I, you know, I even heard his name being mentioned till maybe third or fourth round until he got drafted by Tampa Bay. And no, I disagree with that. Disagree really? with that. Really? Yeah, he was, you know, he, was, he was on the radar for people, you know, um, as that sleeper pick sort of thing in the second round. And obviously, depending on landing spot, he sort of gets bumped up a little bit. You know, he's still going behind the sort of the big four or five running backs. But he was in that sort of crop 
you know, next down. You know, I, I think he's got more talent than Zach Moss and stuff. So of, of that next tier of rookie running backs, you know, he's he's got the the tool set. You know, he's not I say he's not in that elite category, but reasonable skill set and opportunity wise. I mean, this is this is cat counting him in as the RB twenty three, so low end um, running back two. I mean, I'm a bit. I was just going to say, I'm Jones, a bit. Sorry, Ronald Jones finished as an RB two last year, right? And that was with Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, and and um, Ogunbowale there, and Ronald Jones stank, right? So Bruce Arians produces running backs that that are fantasy gold. You see what he did with David Johnson in um, Arizona and stuff. Vaughn has got that opportunity. It's, I don't think it's a crowded backfield at all. I, I think the other guys, if he if he wins that job, you're looking at high end RB two numbers. Could even touch low end RB one. I'm not saying he's going to hit that, but. You know, that's his kind of ceiling. So if I'm getting him there in the sixth round, that for me feels like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, David Montgomery, personally, I would take above him, but. See, I, I would personally take all of the, I mean, so let's just take a list of some of the players after him. You got Singletary, Woods, Darnold, uh, Scary Terry, Tannehill, Montgomery, Chris Carson, Gallup, Lockett, Breeze, Boyd. Um, David Johnson, Thielen, Bridgewater, Ruggs. Honestly, um, just because he's unproven, ooh, I'm almost. I mean, you got Ruggs, a rookie wide receiver. But I, w- I would say he's he's. I mean, ah oh, man, I would take almost everyone, any of those players mentioned yeah. after him. I would take before. This is where I'm in agreement because I think RB23 feels about right as a positional ranking, but in the sixth round and looking at the players that are below. I think there's a lot of players I'm taking ahead of Vaughn. Um, Tyler Lockett, certainly. Um, Adam Thielen, Ruggs. Justin Herbert in the Superflex. Uh, Jarvis Landry, we spoke about how much we all rate and like Jarvis. Um, you know, so not necessarily just RB, but I think, I mean, Singletary goes without saying for me personally. So I don't necessarily think okay. RB23 is too early, but I think sixth round or you know the six seventh swing just feels too early because that's where you're looking for players who you're look probably gonna want to start week in week out and i'm not sure if i have that comfort with vaughn at the moment paul what are your thoughts on Keyshawn vaughn i i totally agree with you i think he's i think he's about right i think he's a little early rb wise but i think just overall position wise there's um there's plenty of people i'd rather have in a super flex than a you know, a, 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 the twenty third, if he's that good, um, running back. Yeah, especially hey. as the QB whisperer, I suppose. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll be, t- I would, I'll be taking Jimmy G before him. <laughs> we, we do have a fab bet uh, on this, so we're going to see how it plays out. I think is it Amir and myself versus Chigs there with Singletary. Oh, that's good. I couldn't remember. I thought it'd be oh, me again. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're getting dropped in a very similar range, right? So. Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, they are. So yeah, I think that bet was fair. It's, it's going to be interesting. I am, uh, I, I am intrigued. But he's he's a he's a big wild card factor for me. I mean, I think we've discussed in the rookie drafts as well. I, I didn't rank him as high, um, uh, but uh, I think like you guys said, I think like you mentioned, very very ideal mm-hmm. landing spot for him. You know, he could take the reins of that backfield. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens from that. Okay. Uh... 
Thanks for that, everyone. We'll move on to the third player then. So, Chiggs, who have you gone for with your first um, nominee? So, I've gone for Tua in the late sort of late fourth round, mid to late fourth round. I think pick forty-five overall. Uh, QB eleven. I like Tua. You know, I think his upside is is there, but bear in mind he's starting. The season, you know, he's, he's unlikely to be playing probably for the first half of the season. Um, and the main thing for me is he's going in front of Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. You know, I think we talked about this last week about Rodgers and Ryan sort of maybe getting drafted too late. It feels to me that two is going a little bit too early there. It's a, it's a tough one because... I kind of disagree here. I I almost feel like he's going a bit late for Superflex just because of the upside he offers. And I look in years past at where likes of, um, you know, Kyler Murray went, okay, he won the Heisman and Tua didn't, but Tua was one of the nominees that year. Um, even where, you know... In so, yeah, where... so in our, in our startup last year, I got Kyler Murray, who was the locked in number one rookie pick basically Joe Burrow this year yeah Heisman much later, much I, later. I picked him up at 5-9 yeah right so may, maybe it's a factor of all the quarterback you know I mean he's going in I think fifth overall in in these ADP which for me is just crazy I mean it's not this is not a knock at two I think a lot of the quarterbacks for me are going way too early you know Deshaun Watson at the back end of the the first round yeah, I, I, you know, I say I, I picked up Kyler last year at five nine, which I think is probably slightly too late. I think he should maybe be going early to mid fifth. Yeah, that's and that, was, that was a healthy, that was a healthy Kyler Murray, right? Two is not even starting. This is a, this is a startup. You're taking probably as your first quarterback, a guy who's going to be maybe not even play the entire season. I don't, I don't like that argument. I don't like that strategy of people drafting to win in years three and four like yeah start up you should be drafting to win now don't forget you can be taking him as your as, in, as your first quarterback but still if you scroll down the list of quarterbacks you can get behind him that are still of value and still going to be very very startable i mean you can get aaron Rodgers after him yeah if you're taking one next on on the next um next turn round but even if you drop round, you're still getting some decent veteran quarterbacks. You could be taking Tua and then taking Brady or um, Matt Ryan or someone, you know, so, someone like this further back. So you've still got a veteran now. So you're not going to play him now. You've got someone very stable. Or you know, you get Breeze behind here, back here, right? One of these guys, and then you don't you don't intend to play Tua at all. And then you play Tua. He he takes over. Probably next year, even though even if you are win now first season. Yeah, and personally, if I'm taking Tua in the fourth or early fifth, I'm probably going to reach for Fitz Magic and make sure I lock up that QB position. So where Fitz Magic might normally go around the I don't know sixteenth, seventeenth round, I may reach and try and get him in the thirteenth, fourteenth, just to lock up that you know, QB in Miami. So when Tua does eventually start, you know, you're not losing a starter uh, or you're not waiting for him as a starter. But uh, I just think looking at previous years and the trajectory he was on prior to the injury, QB 11 
kind of feels about right. Then it comes down to said uh, appetite for rookies versus veterans. And I know a lot of players, and myself included, we get that rookie fever when it comes to rookie drafts and so on. So I, I do see your point because he's very unlikely he's going to be the starter from week one. But I don't hate it personally either. Yeah, it's not it's not a million miles away. I, I just for me, I, I just feel in general. I know Superflex League, but I think quarterbacks in general are going a bit early. And I feel that he should, for me, still be behind in a startup behind Aaron Rodgers. But you know, that's a personal. No, I'm I'm actually agreeing with you. I think he's way too high. I mean, I would I would draft him. I mean, you just have too many variable factors there. Uh, much much better uh, much better QBs behind him. And I mean, you have his injury concern. You're going to always have, and that's one of my biggest knockdowns on Tua, um, uh, Mr. Glass. There, I mean, you can you easily get injured. Make sure if you do draft Tua, you always have his backup. Is is my strategy. If you're um, if if you're if you're going uh, if you're going to use him in Dynasty. Cool. Okay, I'm going to be watching with intrigue to see how he does when he does eventually get game time. That's for sure. So move on then, Paul. Um, who's your first player you think is being undervalued? Um, I've taken Alan Robinson. Overvalued, I should say. Overvalued. Yeah, over. I've taken Alan Robinson here. It's partly, in all honesty, a personal experience just from drafting him too early when he was a rookie and um, being slightly burnt on him. But it, but it's also, if you look at the players who are just behind him um, in this draft, I'd rather have Keenan Allen. Now, he was third most productive quarter, uh, uh, sorry, wide receiver last year. And I know there's a changing quarterback there. It does slightly contradict with my view on Herbert, but um, the rest of the world seems to think Herbert's going to be going to be the guy there. If that's the case, you've still got Allen Robinson. Uh, sorry, you've still got um, Keenan Allen as Keenan Allen. He's only 28. Um, he's still got some time to go. It's not like he's a you know a kid. And same with Cooper Cup. I, I, I don't I don't see I don't think he's massively overvalued here, but I just think a little bit ahead of where he should be i'd rather have um kenyon drake as well so uh, i just think there's a few a few notches too high in this in in the fourth really if he was in the fifth i'll be um yeah i I think that'd be more sensible for him sure chiggs what are your thoughts on robinson going last pick of the fourth on adp it feels about right to me i actually think he's a very undervalued player in in fantasy football you know, he he quietly puts up those numbers. It'd be like Jarvis Landry, what we've talked about, right? He, he always generally has a, a good season, but no one really sort of considers him in that elite bracket. But he's put up um, wide receiver one numbers before. I think last year he finished high-end wide receiver two, did he? Maybe even touched wide receiver one. And the thing is, look at who his QBs have been. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Blake Bortles throwing to him when he, I think, when he put up his wide receiver one season, Trubisky. I mean, the argument is actually maybe he's getting the best of the three. I know it's not saying much, but Nick Foles, you know, could throw to him, and if he he's still only twenty six, Keenan Allen's a couple of years older. Change. I know they're both changing quarterback, but yeah, I, I think it's about right for Robinson to be fair there. I think I'd personally still be taking Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup and Calvin Ridley ahead of Robinson. I don't dislike Robinson. I like the player. 
And um, I like the talent, considering the situation he's had uh, and the quarterbacks he's had. Um, but then I'd probably be taking him above some of the receivers just above, uh, like C.D. Lamb and Cortland Sutton, um, both in precarious situations there. Denver, not always known to be a pass-heavy offense. C.D. Lamb is competing with um, you know, Zeke, Gallup, and of course, Amari Cooper. So I think I'd take Robinson ahead of them, but probably below some of the players underneath. So with with all that said, it does broadly feel right to me. But if Sorry, you're in a start... Um, Alan Robinson in our league finished as the wide receiver seven. And one spot above him was Keenan Allen as wide receiver six. So <laughs> Wow, okay. And, and Cooper Cup was five. <laughs> well there you go so uh, I, I like all three of those players and i'd be taking them above some of the players ahead of them like lamb sutton metcalf tricky one i think i might be taking robinson ahead of metcalf just because i'm a bit more confident in consistent play from robinson but then it comes down to who have i had before i appreciate the upside metcalf brings and it's not a slight on him at all but just the I think he's got more boom bust potential than someone like Robinson, just in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I, th- I think Robinson was the most consistent wide receiver last year. Okay, so background to me then, the fifth player uh, and my second player that I'd like to call out is Cam Akers, who was a running back drafted by the LA Rams this year. Now, in the scheme of things, he's going as the 17th running back, which... For a player who had early draft capital and you'd think would get the most touches, may not sound too bad, but I think in the middle of the fourth round, for me, just seems far too early personally. And I'm looking at some of the receivers and even QBs that are going after him. I think this is down to rookie fever again. I think people have looked at these rookies and some of them are going too high because... If I'm in a startup and I'm relying on Akers in the fourth, who for me does, out of all the RBs drafted um, and going in the first round of startups, probably has the most bust potential, even more so than Keyshawn Vaughn for me. And that that worries me. Um, not really known to have the passing chops either. So in PPR, what's his ceiling? I'm not really sure. So to take him in the fourth round just feels... Um, Feels too early for me. Um, I don't know, Mo. What are your thoughts on Acres here? Oh yeah, way, way too high. And I'm actually Acres fan. I actually loved Acres for what he did in Florida with nothing and uh, no one in front of him blocking. Uh, but again, it's the hype train. I mean, everyone's expecting him to be the back in uh, in uh, in there in um, L.A. Uh, with the Rams, but oh man, I mean, again, like you said, fourth round. I mean, you got Baker Mayfield, Metcalf. I mean, Allen Robinson, Keenan Cup, Drake, another running back I would take before him. Um, it, it, that's just way too high. I think you would have to drop a few rounds, and you know, a good number, you know, two, 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 three rounds, in my opinion, for my liking to take him. And just like rookie drafts, I think he's going way too early as well, where I would take some of these wide receivers in front of him, but um. Hey, uh, it's, 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 I guess it's, it's just one of those things. People just, uh, people just love, uh, the fact that, you know, like everyone says, running backs are scarce and people just love when, uh, you have a favorable landing spot for one of these rookies. 
But I agree. Like, yeah, I think him and Vaughn, uh, I personally think Vaughn more, but have uh, probably, you know, the biggest uh, bus side, bus potential um, for, uh, for as for rookie running backs coming into the league. Highly drafted. Rookie so here's backs. a question then, because there's 16 spots separating Akers and Len Fournette. Who would you rather take in a startup? 16 spots is a round and a half almost. Yeah, the running back-wise, I, I personally would avoid the running back, and I would take a wide receiver. But if I had to take someone, oh, man, that's that's a tough one right there. Uh, I guess, I mean, I personally think Fournette with his off-field issues or just, just you know, him, just the issues he ran into uh, in, in Jacksonville, I would probably I would probably take Akers in front of Fournette. But uh, in the fourth or fifth round here, I'm not drafting either. I'm, I'm drafting a running uh, wide receiver or a QB. Agreed. Chiggs, what are your thoughts on Akers at pick 42? Yeah, again, I think it's a little bit too high, just given what's behind him. As you said, it feels very much like this year's rookie class is very well hyped. And as a result, it's just pushed everyone up. I think last year, again, in our startup, Josh Jacobs was, you know, was clearly the rookie 101 pick for a lot of people. And he was going at around this spot. I think he was taken in the fourth round. Um, so Cam Akers, for me, is not going to be of that same... same. I mean, he, he could be could produce at that level, potentially, given you know he's going to be the running back in LA and they obviously invested the draft capital in him. But if you're looking at rookie drafts and Cam Akers is probably going behind the likes of Dobbins, CEH, Swift, Taylor. So he's maybe that that fifth running back of that mm. group. Yeah, I think it's just more. All the rookies have probably been um, been overvalued a touch. I think. Agreed. Paul, any thoughts on Acres here? Uh, I, I think I, I I generally think rookies are overvalued um, with their hype because everyone remembers. You know that you, you remembers the big hits, and you very quickly forget the bus. And people people like something that's new and shiny. Yeah, you know, you, they they suddenly come along. You've seen them playing college. This is a different game, um, and people go crazy for them and then forget next year. So yeah, I I I generally trade away most of my um, rookie picks. I'd rather take someone who can uh, you know someone who's proven themselves rather than a rookie. And yeah, you miss you miss the odd one. But even look at look at um, you know Odell now. You've only got to have small changes to where people suddenly fall in a very short period. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, it, it, it's that season, isn't it? Rookie, there's a lot of rookie talk. They're more prominent in your thinking, and yeah, they, they go a bit higher than maybe they should. Uh, I think okay. this year's made it worse. You know, I think people have got more time to look at this, and there's less sport to watch. So suddenly, the most exciting thing is, which, which you know, for me as well. I this year, I actually want loads of the rookies. Because <laughs> there's kind of nothing else to do um, from a sports perspective. The funny thing, though, I think this year is going to be the worst performance by rookies than any previous NFL year because of no rookie minicamp and just not being there on the field with these players. Um, it's, it's going to be quite. It's going to be quite interesting. It's a good point, actually. I hadn't thought of that. And it's, it's, I, I think it's going to be the worst, uh, worst performing rookie year in NFL history. Even even though it's stacked, the wide receiver group is stacked. So is the running back group, and even you know the first couple QBs. But just not getting on the field, just not bring you know you, it's it's huge. You, you know you're missing you've missed rookie running uh, mini camp. You're missing a few others. 
I mean, they're just going straight straight to training camps, and I think that's where the veterans are going to do well. And, you know, the first half of the season, I'm just writing off all rookies, honestly. You might want to trade your picks away, to be honest, Mark. No, but I'm, I'm, again, we're we're here for the long run. We're here for the long (laughs) term here. That's what I'm doing in the market here. We're investing for the long game. That might be a nice segue onto your player then, speaking of the long game. So, (laughs) (laughs) sixth player, Mo, who have you gone for second half? Oh, good old Gronk. He is going quite late in the 11th round, the 132nd pick overall. He's a tight end 11, though. And let's, 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 I mean, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to admit that this is going to be probably a one or two year loan max, max two year loan. Um, and uh, he's he's going he's going on he's getting on a team with a very crowd you know with amazing tight ends and wide receivers for that matter, and uh, you do have Brady you do have the Brady Gronk relation, um, and their connection that they've you know they've always had. But oh my God, I mean in a dynasty format, uh, he he he's going way too early for my liking. I guess a couple tight ends after him. Um, I mean I would take T.J. Hawkinson there in Detroit, uh, just the upside with them. Um, Higby, he's still questionable in my mind, but uh, Miami's tight end, Seki, you got Hurst, um, and even Blake Jarvin for that matter. Uh, you know, just because Dallas hasn't, you know, drafted another tight end. But in my, you know, in my opinion, I think he's going way too early. I mean, you know, wide receivers, you know, after him, uh, you know, you got McCall Hardman coming after him, certainly Shepard. Uh, you can get a QB, Jordan Love. Uh, and yeah, I, I just honestly, I'm I'm not sold on Gronk coming back. You're not going to see the Gronk of old. He's he's out of here. He sat out. He's been partying. He's lost weight. You know, he's got to bulk up again. You, you know, you're not going to have any mini camp and all that stuff. Man, to get he, in shape. he ran it. He won a WWE title. He did. Uh, I'll give him props on that. Uh, too bad. He's I still mean, the champion. He's still the champion. Uh, Amir, I mean, you may want to cover your years, but you know, it's, it's only because it's fake. Sorry, guys. I genuinely uh, think there's a chance that Brady doesn't throw the ball to anyone else ever. All season. <laughs> I, I think I'm to hype him up, that guys, would be quite entertaining. I mean, I'm not going to put any spoilers out there, but if you've watched The Last Dance and you know Michael Jordan retired, came back, and what you saw what happened after that, Gronk, Gronk's going to ball out. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, really? Man, there's no, way, there's no way Gronk's going 11th in any league I'm in. Yeah, it, I, 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 I think, I think had it's him way in some too early. I, I played him last year. He's that good. Um, too, I'm just messing. I, I think he's going way too, way too early. You know, tight end eleven. Long and let other people take him there, and pretty much all of those guys you mentioned after him, I'll be targeting those guys. You know, as you say, it's it's a, it's a one two year rental max. If, you know, if anything, if if you're trying to win the ship there, I guess you could trade him at the end, trade for him, but you're not drafting him at this position. I mean, put it this way, right? I mean. If you had Gronk, you might better get something if you're going to trade him. If this is on the premise that he's going to perform to that level where you're out of contention and someone needs a tight end and he's going to help them win the ship. Someone like TJ Hawkinson, just on his talent alone and his, you know, he was being hyped as the next Gronk. As he would hold, hold his value. In his, in a, even, if he ha- even if he doesn't have a great season, he will still hold some level of value. You know, I don't think you're going to get much for Gronk. If you try and trade him, no, I don't think you'll get much for him. Uh, I, I actually, I really like him here. Um, if it wasn't for the fact he's playing with Brady again, less so. But well, if, if that's significantly less so. But he's, he's. They're going to have that chemistry again. 
In thing is, they've got more weapons now to throw to, right? In when 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 they were in New England together, it was pretty much them to uh, Brady to Edelman. Gronk or Edelman, right? Yeah. Now you've got yeah, only in the end. They had um they they had the they had more targets previously in the years in the many years before. He was still, you know, by far and away the favorite target, right? He was, but I don't think they've had that sort of level of receiver in New England. Um, you know, probably since Randy Moss. I you agree. Know, Wes Welker and Edelman are different types of receivers. You've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, for, who are arguably probably the best wide receiver pairing in the league. And and don't think you saw a Cameron break there as well. Um, I think it's a bit too crowded. It's not a long-term you know, investment. That's one thing I wanted to touch on, the fact that they've got three high-level tight ends there in Gronk, OJ Howard, and... Oh, yeah. Right. And arguably Gronk is the best blocker out of all three of them. Um, whereas I think Brait is he, he's got a lot of touchdowns in the past, you know, because he's that big body. Um, he may not run as many routes, but certainly from a touchdown perspective, that's what makes me worry that Gronk's not just the only tight end. There. He's one of three fairly well-known high level players there. Um, and you know who knows what's going to happen with OJ Howard longer term, but Arians does suggest that he likes him. Uh, this is what scares me about getting Gronk in a dynasty. So I agree with Mo that many of the tight ends after, certainly Hawkinson, certainly Gasicki, and certainly Jonu Smith, I'd be taking above. Not sure about Hurst or Higby personally, or even Jarwin. Um, but so what? Where do you guys think he'll finish? Which tight end in tight end premium in our in our scoring? I've got twenties. I think around the fifteen mark. Yeah, that sounds about right. Twelve. Like I've got a bet with Mo coming. I'll take him in top fifteen. Fifteen or above. All right, let me let me go through the list again. Oh, um, wow. Because <laughs> wow. okay, I, I know like I mean I'm just looking where, where's he what's he rated right now? He's rated tight at eleven here. Tight at eleven. I mean, you give him, you give me top eleven, easy. I'll take it. Oh, um, yeah. uh, top, uh, top thirteen. I'll take it because I'm still gonna be ha- behind him. I think Hurst, Jacecki, and let me, let me just find three tight ends here. Well, Jonu this, this Smith. Really difference. I'll take fourteen and above, and you get anything outside of it. All right, done. I'll take it. Let's do it. Or fifty. Uh, yeah, fifty fab. Put it on the list. I will add it to our list. I think I'm just working off of uh, Amir's list now. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, let's go uh, to our next player then. So seventh player, uh, background to Chiggs. Chiggs, who's the second player you've gone for here? So I'll go with Miles Sanders. Uh, he's going mid-second round, um, 18th pick overall as the running back eight. I don't think it's... I don't think it. I don't think it's terrible. You know, I think. I think if he's going to go anywhere, it's maybe a few spots lower. I just think for me, um, the guys going behind him, I would definitely be taking over him. So that's Josh Jacobs and Chris Godwin for sure. I could make. I could probably make a stronger argument for Ceh going above Miles Sanders, and I'll come back to that in a second. But my worry with Sanders is, you know, he. He looked really good at the back end of last season. Um, you know, his numbers, I think, after Jordan Howard went down but and then got traded away. 
He's um, so Mark Sanders has now got sort of that clear role in that backfield. But I just still feel like Philly are going to run a sort of running back by committee approach. Sanders's production all came from a very high snap count um, that back end of the season, and I think that will normalise now. They've you know maybe they're leaning heavily on him as well. Didn't they have, didn't have any receivers to throw to. They've got Jalen Rager now over there. Um, obviously, the two tight ends. Hopefully, the other guys will be back and fit and stuff. So I don't, I don't think he's going to have the same level of work. I still think they're going to be a bit of a running back by committee approach. So I just feel it's a little bit too high for him going mid-second round. Whereas Josh Jacobs, for example, you know, he, he I think he missed three games last season, still put up great numbers and wasn't really involved in the receiving game. So I know like I've, I was actually probably a little bit down on Jacobs before, but you know, Moe's obviously very high on him, and I sort of looked into it a bit more. And if Jacobs adds some of that receiving work to his game, he could be finishing, you know, as a top twelve wide um, running back for sure. I'm not saying Sanders can't, but running back eight just feels a touch too high for me. I agree, and more so because of the history of the RBBC in. Um... Philadelphia but that said they haven't picked anyone up to provide that strong competition have they in free agency or in the draft so if I recall Austin Scott is obviously still there who you know who looked good when he sort of flashed at back end of last year as well so maybe he gets a bit more of an expanded role Um, but yeah you're right They, they haven't added anyone to replace Jordan Howard that's not to say they won't um, so yeah, you know, it's not it's not a million. But I wouldn't be taking him much much later. But as I say then you've got Chris Godwin for me. I'd be taking him above that because I think Godwin, you know, he finished as the wide receiver two or three last year, and I think he, you know, he could quite easily repeat that. And then Ceh for me, obviously, I know the hype train's gone a bit out of control with him, but. Lead running back in um, Kansas City. His, I think his upside's higher than Miles Sanders. If he yeah, can, you know. Sure. Yeah. I think so I'd be taking, that, I was going to say, I think I'd be taking Edward Zilaire above Sanders, but really? they're, both, they're both very, very good uh, pass catchers. I mean, Sanders in his rookie year caught 50 passes last year, and not many running backs actually do that and then as you were saying he did get a prominent role at the end of the season where you know he sort of started becoming the back and I know there was a bit of injury at stake as well but uh, I don't think it's miles off but I agree I think I'd take Jacobs and Edward Zilaire probably above Sanders then it comes down to Taylor or Sanders I think I slightly edge Jonathan Taylor uh, for just because of that O-line and how much the running game they're going to get but that that's that tear breaker for me because after that you've got Derek Henry Austin Eckler just from a running backs perspective and I think I take Sanders above them um, Henry's you know going to have a lot of carries this year but after that we don't know what the future is they only franchise tagged him um, and same with Austin Eckler he's never been the guy I know he had a phenomenal year last year and produced even when Gordon came back but 
they've still got Justin Jackson. They've drafted Joshua Kelly, who's got that build for a lead carrier. Uh, whereas with Eckler, I, I love Eckler and I've mentioned many times, especially in PPR. But Sanders, you know, for the um, age and offense, I think I'd take above Eckler. So it doesn't feel massively overblown, but I do agree it's probably slightly earlier than I'd be willing to take Sanders. See, yeah, I, I would. I'm going to agree, disagree on that. I think I would only take Jacobs above him. And um, uh, I mean, that, and again, it's like close call. Jacobs and Sanders are kind of put in the same category. I would take them over any rookie just because it's unproven. But uh, you're going to hear it first. I think Sanders is going to have a very similar trajectory as CMC. Wow. I, 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 don't, I do not think he's going to be CMC level. I, he's not as talented as CMC. He's going to have a very, very similar trajectory as, as CMC. I think it's a very similar situation to what happened. CMC came to the Carolina Panthers, and um, except these guys actually have a better offense, and um, and and unfortunately CMC is the only was the only offense last year. But I think you look at CMC's second year, um, uh, you know, his sophomore year when you know what's his name when um, uh, our running back Stewart was gone and he became the bell cow. And I think I think I'm gonna I, I foresee a very similar play uh, situation play out with Sanders, and I I think he's gonna be a uh, what is he what is he right now? He's what top eight running back being drafted? I I think he has the ability to be top five. Interesting. I mean, I like Sanders. I know I traded him away to you, Mo, in um, a deal that involved me getting Dalvin Cook, but uh, I don't know. Eight just feels a smidge high. Maybe we'll need to discuss an offline fab bet on. Oh, Sanders. for sure. <laughs> I think that's upcoming. Okay, so speaking of uh, running backs, uh, next up it's Paul with the eighth player. Paul, who have you gone for here? I've gone for Dobbins. Um, again, it's just this feel of the overhyped rookies. I mean, I, I can tell they're getting overhyped because I really want Ceh. I, I I really really want to get him on the team, and I never want to draft rookies. So. I can see the hype is going around too much. It's affecting me. But um, it it slightly worries me on this team. You've got Lamar, who runs so much. You've still got Mark Ingram. Um, I really like his talent. I just don't I don't love this. I, don't, I mean, I know it can help him having a running quarterback, but I don't love the fact that he's going to lose potential yardage here. Um, I'd like him in a lot of other spots more. It's interesting because he's going middle of the third. And if I'm there middle of the third, knowing that taking Dobbins means I probably won't get much production early. I agree that it feels a smidge early, but just from a positional ranking, 14, to me, broadly feels about right. It comes down to Swift versus Dobbins and who you prefer. I think I do prefer Dobbins to Aaron Jones, uh, personally especially after they added, um, what's his name, A.J. Dillon at the Packers as well. Uh, also, I mean, Cam Akers, I'd definitely take Dobbins above Akers. Well, I'll be so, taking Aaron Jones. You'd be taking Jones. Interesting. Yeah, yeah so I said RB14 does, for the upside that a Ravens rushing offense can bring, feels right. But again, pick, taking somebody in the third who's not likely to get many touches early, you're almost saying there and then I'm drafting for the future here with this pick and um I know I'm not gonna get much production. Chiggs, I mean, what are your thoughts Aaron on Dobbins? Just behind Derek Henry last year in points wise. 
And I agree, Aaron Jones had a great season. but And, they, uh, and Green Bay are going to be more run first as well. I, don't care. I know he's got competition, but we know he can do it. And he's already there. Biggest thing with Aaron Jones... Sorry, Chiggs. I was just going to yeah. say, the biggest thing with Aaron Jones is that he had a lot of touchdowns last year. I think he was second in the league in touchdowns. And now that they've added a running back with a bigger physical presence... As the backup, I think a lot of that goal line work is going, and I'm not liking the value of Jones here. But, uh, Chiggs, what were you going to say? Apologies. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, I love J.K. Dobbins' sort of talent coming out of college. You know, he's one of, I think we've talked about it before, but for me, one of the most exciting players in this class. Um, and so it does feel a little bit early, but, you know, if everyone's taking rookies pushing everything up if I, I i guess it comes down to have i what have i taken in the first two rounds if i've gone receiver receiver i'm very happy taking dobbins as my uh rb1 there because then i can sort of backfill with guys later on that will sort of start the season for me and then hopefully dobbins takes over the backfield um sort of back in the sort of second half of the season or i might have to wait till next season but you know, like like we talked about, like Nick Chubb, once he took over the backfield in Cleveland, I think Dobbins has a level of talent that I want on my team. If I've gone for a, a running back, you know, if I picked up one of those sort of stud running backs in the first round, then I'm probably more inclined to go for a, a wide receiver or a quarterback in round three. But yeah, I... I'm, I'm, I'm not against taking Jacob Dobbins here in the middle of the third... RB14 feels about... Actually, maybe he feels slightly low for me, just based on what I think his upside could be. Yeah, and he was in a similar offense at uh, Ohio State as well, where they did have a lot of RPO there. So should be an easier fit and scheme to learn for him, you'd think. I mean, I, I really like Dobbins. Uh, I said I prefer CEH and Taylor, but in one of our rookie picks, I've got the four and the six, and I'm really hoping the guy at five doesn't take Dobbins because I want Taylor or CEH and I want sure Dobbins. I'm pretty sure Pardon? he's taking. I'm pretty sure Sid's he's, taking Dobbins. He's taking five. Dobbins. I think that's he's already out. Yeah, might need to work my charm and get him to take Swift or Herbert or somebody. Uh, yeah. You got to <laughs> trade up, sir. You got to trade up. Maybe you shouldn't have said it on a podcast, though. <laughs> Yeah, said ignore what I just said there. <laughs> okay, so we go to our ninth player. This is a joint contribution from myself and Mo. And I was actually kind of surprised that I could get uh, Mo to agree with me on this. But I'll let you announce the player, Mo. Uh, who right. have we gone for? Good old Carolina Panthers wide receiver, DJ Moore. Okay, uh, he's being drafted, what, third uh, third round, 25th overall? Um, I, I agree. He's, he's it's way too high for a wide receiver on the Panthers. Um, when you have Samuels and you have uh, Robinson coming in, um, I, I think I think he would be I think he'll be a good wide receiver. But um, I mean I think he'll put up solid points. But a wide receiver seven, I think that's a tad bit too high in, for my liking. Just because you just I think I think the ball is going to be spread around quite a bit. I mean you do have three solid receivers. Um, DJ Moore will be the number one wide receiver, but I, I I'm kind of intrigued by how it's going to play out. Like, you know, you got the new Brady offense, 
from LSU, and he likes spreading the ball out to multiple receivers. And that's why I don't, I, I can't really see one particular Carolina receiver succeed over another, you know, unless you bring in injuries, injury concerns and whatnot. Um, and, you know, you look at, you know, you look at other wide receivers that uh, you can get instead of him. You got, uh, you got, you know, OBJ, you got AJ Brown, you got Cooper. I'll be taking Cooper probably ahead of him. Um, I mean, I, th- I think, uh, I think even Allen Robinson may have a better year than, um, uh, DJ Moore, just I, I just because uh, the, the way the offense is going to be set up, it's going to be spread. The ball is going to be spread, you know, through multiple players, including CMC as a wide receiver. So you have four receivers there, and um, I, I just don't think um, DJ Moore is going to get enough targets. Uh, the plus side, I think, will be we're, we don't have a defense, so there will be ample opportunity for him to get the get the targets as the offense will you know will will need to score, put up a lot of points. Um, I, I just don't know how it's going to play out, and just that risk factor. I can't see myself drafting, you know, him as a wide receiver seven uh, early in the uh, third round. Agreed. I think this is far, far too high, personally. Um, Mike Evans, I'd be taking ahead of him as a receiver for sure. OBJ, no doubt for me. Julio, you could argue age versus um, uh, production, I suppose, but. Again, you know, I'd probably be taking Julio. But more so than that, it's some of the other players like Carson Wentz, Josh Allen in a Superflex. I think I'd want Joe Burrow ahead of DJ Moore. Uh, Galladay, I'd probably prefer ahead of Moore. And I think one thing that people forget about DJ Moore is that while he's been very productive in the time he's been in the league, it's no no coincidence that Robbie Anderson is at the Panthers because Matt Rule was his um, coach at Temple. So um, he has that relationship with Matt Rule, albeit from college uh, when he was at Temple. So I think Robbie uh, Anderson could be a bit of a sleeper in redraft leagues and potentially even in Dynasty. And there were whispers they may try to move on from Curtis Samuel. Don't think he's quite yet shown that promise that a lot of people associate with, you know, the upside with Curtis Samuel. So that... Those sorts of things. Plus, of course, McCaffrey is just an incredible player as a running back and as a receiving back. So um, slightly harms the upside of DJ Moore for me. But wide receiver seven, yeah. Um, first pick of the third round just seems um, really, really high for me. Paul, what are your thoughts on DJ Moore? I I think he's a little high, but... um. I, was, I didn't want to go on to try and make another bet, but I think he'd get. I think he'd perform better than Alan Robinson. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, uh, you gonna, if you if you if you give me odds. Oh wow! I'll, no, no, no. I'll, I'll message you after. To All not, right. Not bored of people, but, uh, hey, yeah, it's it's an art of deal making, I guess. I, I'm learning it from you guys. I got I got to try to get as much as possible now. I've I agree. been. Uh, I would, I would taken to the woodshed a little too much. I, I wouldn't have him ahead of. I, you know, I wouldn't have him ahead of Mike Evans, Derek Henry, Odell, Kelsey. Um, I, but I'd probably have him up next, I think. I'd, you know, I, I, around there, I think. Then again, I'd probably want Julio as well first. Yeah, Cooper and Galladay too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, not forgetting Wentz and Allen as QBs. It, it, all the throw <laughs> me off was uh, Burroughs was sitting there in the middle who, uh, who's clearly too high. <laughs> but yeah, Just- Final thoughts on DJ Moore? Yeah, I really like the player, but I think, as you said, there's a guy who's going behind him that I would probably still take over him. Um, 
um, in that way, you know, all positions wise. So, yeah, like like the player, but probably just a touch too high for me. Okay, so we're all in agreement there. So rounding off then, Paul and Chiggs, who have you picked as our 10th player? Um, Michael, Gallup. Gallup. Michael Gallup, yeah. So okay. he's coming in at pick 80, so sort of mid-seventh round, wide receiver 29. I think, I think for me, the issue for Gallup is obviously them picking up C.D. Lamb. I don't think they intended to get a wide receiver in the draft. And so Gallup would obviously clearly been the number two behind Amari Cooper there. But just with the value, you know, the slide of um, Lamb to where, where he went, it was too good a chance for the Cowboys to pass up on. I can see Lamb being sort of, you know, taking over that number two or even going into the number one there. And that's just going to hurt Gallup. So I can't see him repeating, you know, the kind of season he had. Um, you know, two seasons ago and, and even last season. Yeah, it was the 1,100 yard, yard, 1, yards last year, right? But uh, I, I I think it's the same thing. He's There's just too much competition now and he's just slipped down, slipped down the depth chart very quickly. It's interesting because, I mean, Randall Cobb, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think he had around 80 to 90 targets last year, if I'm not mistaken, so he's gone. He's at the Texans. And of course, CeeDee Lamb has got first round draft pedigree and very, very elite level of college production. But there's a lot of thought out there that it may not impact Gallup too much. Um, and to get him at wide receiver 29, I kind of like the value there, if I'm being honest. And seventh he- round. That might be a bit early, but I he think he was wide this... receiver twenty last year, though. So it's not like a tremendous move. He, I mean, yeah. he was only one one ahead of DJ Moore. Like Gallup's like ceiling will be a mid-level wide receiver too. Right, he's never going to be a wide receiver one, as you said. That seventh round. Uh, okay, let's park the wide receiver twenty-nine for a second. But yeah, seventh round definitely. There's a lot of guys going after him that you would take over him. I think we've we've talked about some of them already, you know, in the last episode, and you know, Adam Thielen and Cousin Henry Ruggs and stuff. Just the upside, lock it, yeah. So the the upside for those guys is is obviously there. But as you say, wide wide receiver twenty nine, maybe a touch low on where he finished last year. But you know, if you're looking forward, if you get if he gets beat, I think I think C D Lamb's too talented to sort of you know play second fiddle to him. So then, you know, he's either going to be stay as a wide receiver too there when Lamb becomes the number one, when they move Amari Cooper on, or he goes and finds a new team. But I don't, I don't see him. I'm not taking a mid mid level wide receiver two to wide receiver three in the seventh round, and his and his value at 29 sort of feels about about right. Maybe yeah, as I say, for where he is now. I'd rather have Thielen Lind or Landry, Landry or, you know, there's several others further back. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't take in front of him, but I'd certainly would pass on him and take them later. No, it's a fair shout. You've even got likes of Devontae Parker. Yeah. Who's um, had a really good season last year. So it's an interesting one on Gallup. Uh, I'm not sure what his future holds, but I do think he'll have a fairly productive 
year next year. Uh, but yeah, wide receiver twenty nine. Do you debatable. see? Uh, do you see a productive year if he's off the Dallas Cowboys team next year? Depends where he goes. It really does. It's if he can lock down one of those wide receiver one or two spots wherever he goes, which I think he should. If he can have another productive year, took him a little bit of time to settle in, but um, I do think he's uh, do think he's proven himself, and will if he ha- if he hits free agency, we'll have a bit of leverage to play with. I'm not sure which other receivers are going to be in free agency that may not get franchise tagged or signed up. Yeah, I guess he's probably got the fourth year option, so he's got two more years with the Cowboys, or unless they trade him or something. If C.D. Lamb. Um... They could trade him after this year, if anything. Yeah, and just looking last year, he had 112 targets, which is pretty phenomenal. You you expect a little bit of regression um, down, but less than 100? I'm not sure, you know. Um, that was with the Amari Cooper injury too, I believe, right, though? Yeah, it's just to say he did build that relationship with Dak. Um, so it's an interesting one that they may even try and keep all three and just have a potent set of receivers but it gets very expensive when you've got Dak to sign you've got Zeke on a big contract already as well of course Amari Cooper on a big contract as well it's got a lot of a uh, lot of investment on that offense at the moment in Dallas they got 2 years with them still so it'd be interesting yeah i'm kind of intrigued there right excellent well thanks gents uh, that was our 10 players that we think are being overdrafted or uh, overvalued i should say in um, startup adp so um, thanks for joining and if you have any questions at all please send them to fumble recovery pod at gmail.com otherwise please follow us and interact on our social media which is fumble recovery fantasy football podcast on all social media platforms so it's me signing out chigs have a good one, guys paul keep safe all and mo take care Catch you soon.